Praise God. God is good. Amen. I said, God is good, church. Amen. Can we just lift our hands? I feel the presence of God is in this place. Lord, we just thank you for this opportunity that you've allowed us to come and worship your name. Uh, not the name of this church, but the name that's above all names, the name of Jesus Christ. And Lord, that as we remembered that ultimate sacrifice that you did on that cross, I pray that the echoes of Calvary would begin to continue to speak to our lives and that we know that soon and very soon you are coming back for your church. And so, Lord, I pray that we would continue to stand on that faith that Jesus is coming back. And, Lord, I pray that you would meet every need of your people uh, this morning, that if there is any sickness, I pray that you would bring healing upon their bodies. Father, if there is a broken heart this morning, I pray that you would mend that heart in the name of Jesus. For you alone deserve all the honor and all the glory, that I would be led by the power of the Holy Spirit. We say this in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. And the church says, amen. Uh, can you give the Lord a hand once more this morning? Uh, you may have your seats there. Before I begin, I, of course, uh, I always feel at home when I, when I come to uh, uh, Kingsway, amen? Uh, of course, I want to thank Pastor Isaac for uh, this invitation, of course, for allowing me uh, in sharing the pulpit and bringing uh, the word of God, amen? Uh, if you have your Bibles, uh, just there where you're sitting, if we can go to the, uh, the book of Genesis, Genesis uh, chapter there, uh, chapter 22. Uh, and if you don't know where Genesis is at, we can pray for you right now. Uh, we know that that is uh, there in the first, uh, the first, you just open your Bible, it's the first book of the Bible, uh, Genesis chapter 22. And of course, we'll start there in verse 1, and it's a familiar verse uh, to us all. Uh, maybe for us that have been raised in church, we've heard this story, uh, we've heard maybe countless sermons. Uh, of this story, but uh, I, I, God has pressed on my heart, and he gave me uh, this message maybe a, a few months ago, uh, that we are in a time of testing, and I don't know about you, but I have been tested in, in many ways, and, and am I the only one in this house this morning that have been tested, or maybe this very moment you are going through a test. And because we are human, we ask questions, Lord, what is going on within my life? Why are you allowing these things to happen? But this morning, I want to encourage you with the word that God has everything. And listen to me carefully, church. God has everything under control. And I know, yes, give the Lord a hand, amen. We serve a God that is faithful. So if you're there in your Bible, Genesis chapter uh, there, 22, starting there in verse 1. We're going to uh, read a few verses, uh, so just bear with me. It says, Now it came about after these things that God had tested Abraham. Can we say that this morning? God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham. And he said, Here I am. Verse 2, he said, Now take you... Now take your son, your only son, whom you love. How many love their children this morning? We might get on their nerves, or they might get on our nerves, but we love our children, amen? I love my young people. I love Youth United for Christ. 
says, whom you love, Isaac, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there a burnt, as a burnt offering on one of those mountains of which I will tell you. So Abraham rose early in the morning and he saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and his, his son Isaac and split the wood for the burnt offering and arose and went to the place of which God had told him. On the third day, on the third day, Abraham raised his eyes and saw the place from a distance. And Abraham said to his young men, stay here with the donkey and I and the lad will go over there and we will worship and return to you. And Abraham took the wood of the burnt offering and laid it on Isaac, his son. And he took his hand and the fire and the knife. So the two of them walked on together. Isaac spoke to Abraham, his father, and said, My father, and he said, Here I am, my son. And he said, Behold, the fire and the lamb, but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham said, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Then they came together to the place God had told them. And Abraham built the altar there and arranged the wood and bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar on top of the wood. Verse 10, Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. But the angel of the Lord came to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. He said, do not stretch out your hand against the lad and do nothing to him. For now I know that you fear God. Since you have not withheld your son, your only son, from me. Then Abraham raised his eyes and looked. Behold, behind him a ram caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. In verse 14 says, Abraham called, Abraham called the name of that place, the Lord will provide. As it is said to this day in the mount of the Lord, it will be provided. Uh, this morning, just for a few minutes, I, I want to speak, as I mentioned, on the, on the topic, on the subject. It is testing time. Uh, can you turn to your neighbor this morning and say, it's, it's testing time? Uh, I know for me personally, I really, uh, and I'm not going to use the H word because that's a strong word, but I really dislike test. Um. My freshman year in high school, maybe for those who know, I think I've shared this. Uh, my dad was a, or he is, a, uh, a mathematics teacher. I don't know how many mathematics uh, lovers we have in this morning who love math. Uh, I am not one. But, but, but my dad, he's, he's a mathematics teacher. He teaches Algebra 1, uh, Geometry, and he teaches Pre-Cal uh, in high school there in San Marcos. Uh, and so as I finished my eighth grade year, I was moving on uh, to be a freshman in high school. And so I got my schedule, and lo and behold, I got my dad, my father, as a teacher. And we didn't plan this. This, this is just how it happened. And of course, my dad, being a teacher, said, son, I can take you out of my class uh, if you don't want to be in my class. And so I kind of thought about it. I didn't pray about it. I just, I don't know, Dad. Uh, I says, I think, I think we'll be all right. I think, I think we can, we can do this. 
so he, we, I stayed in his class, uh, and as the, the first two weeks were, were awkward, I was like, I don't know, do I, do I call him dad when I raise my hand? Do, do I call him the students, uh, would call him Mr. C, uh, Mr. Carrillo, Mr. C, or do I call him teacher? What do I call my dad? Uh, and so um, a, a few weeks went on, and, and we had our first test. I says, Mark, if you fail this test in your dad's class, something is wrong. Uh, but praise God, I made an A. Amen. Uh, but during that year, I learned the process of, uh, of testing. Uh, there were times when, and, and I'll be honest, just because my dad had the great gene of mathematics, I was not the best at math. So, of course, I would have to put in maybe a little more effort within those problems, within those uh, fractions or whatever it may be, those numbers, those letters, uh, to put a little more uh, focus on those things once my test came about, once my testing time came. And church, listen to me carefully. I believe there are times when God will test us in our lives. And we won't understand what God is doing But it's times when we keep in prayer. Scripture teaches us before we even open our mouth, God knows our need. And this morning, I I simply want to to, to focus uh, on on these particular verses. And before we kind of get in, I just want to lay a foundation uh, to uh, chapter uh, 22 of of Genesis. If, If you look there in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 9... You'll, you'll see the call of Abram. And God promises Abram a great nation. And if you, if you study the scriptures, you'll see there in Genesis chapter 12 that Abram was 70 years old at this time. 70 years old. If you look a little more further down, you see Genesis chapter 15. And, and God, pro, God makes a covenant with Abram. And Abram sees a vision from God that that shows him that that covenant, the promise that had been made. You see that in Genesis chapter 15. You go a little more further to Genesis chapter 17 verses 1 through 9. And and God changes Abram's name to what? Abraham. Which means father of the multitude. And God reminds Abraham during those those particular verses of the promise that he had made to Abraham. So we see there in in Genesis chapter 12, you go a little further, you skip 15, you go to Genesis chapter 17, and you fast forward a little bit, and Abraham is 99 years old. I don't know if we have any 99 years old. If you're 99, my God bless you. God bless you. Abraham is 99 years old now. And you see now you go a little further, Genesis chapter 17, verses 15 through 19. God promises Isaac. God says Isaac will carry out the covenant. And at this time, Abraham is 100 years old. Think about that. I don't think you got that. Abraham became a father at how old? A hundred years old. Wow. 
And not just that, Abraham was not just a hundred. His wife, Sarah, was 90. Brand new parents. Abraham's a hundred. Sarah is 90. Maybe some new parents are like, how did they do it? I can barely handle my child. Abraham's 100 years old. Sarah is 90. And now we're here at the scene of Genesis chapter 22. You fast forward 15 years. Abraham is how old now? 115. And God calls Abraham. We see that there in verse 1 of of Genesis chapter 22. Now it came about after these things that God tested Abraham. And he said to him, Abraham. And he said, here I am. So God is testing Abraham at 115 years old. And that simply signifies to me this morning where it says, God called Abraham and he said, Abraham said, here I am, Lord. Simply means Abraham heard the voice of God. Even at 115 years old. And church, my, my, my prayer for, uh, not just for this church, but for the people of God is that we would not lose the voice of God in our lives, church. That we would know the voice of God. Even if it's something we don't want to hear. In this case, Abraham, go sacrifice your son. And we see that. Uh, And and Abraham at 115, he still heard the voice of God. And uh, recently I was in in California, and I've I've shared this story, I believe, at youth camp, where I was was in California in in early of this year in January, and and I visited eight churches in seven days. It was was a, a long trip, it was a tiring trip, but it was a fruitful trip. Souls were saved, and my God, to God be the glory for that. And I, I had arrived that Sunday. Right when I arrived, I landed at the airport, and right from there, I went straight to church, and I preached. And after that service, I went to eat uh, with the pastor. at, at a, It was a good meal, and uh, I was tired. It was Sunday, and I was ready for my Sunday nap. Some of us are like, man, preacher, that sounds good right now. Hurry it up. And I, was, I had a full tummy, I had a full stomach, and I was ready for my Sunday nap. I was ready to get back to my hotel and take that nap. And so as we were walking outside of that, that restaurant, it was me and the pastor, right when I walked out the door, there was this man sitting on the curb. And uh, uh, I heard the voice of God. And he goes, Mark, go speak to this man. And I'll be honest with y'all, I didn't want to. I says, God, I'm, I'm ready to go to my hotel. I want to go to sleep. I'm tired. It's been a long flight. I just preached. I didn't want to obey God's voice. But I heard his voice. And I was obedient. And I went to this man. And he was a homeless man. 
He had a sign. He says, you know, homeless. Uh, I think he even said, uh, buckle up and God bless. I think that's what his sign said. And so I approached this man. He was sitting on the curb, and, and uh, I said, hello, sir. I, I introduced myself. I said, my name is Mark. Uh, I, I'm a preacher. Uh, uh, do you have anything you would like for me to pray for? And all of a sudden, this man began to smile. He goes, your name is Mark? He goes, my name is Mark. I said, okay, Lord, what, what do you have here? There's, you got something here. I says, really? He goes, yeah. And then Mark asked me this question. He goes, how do you spell your name? Is it with a C or is it with a K? I go, I spell mine with a K. And he goes, me too, me too. That's how I spell my name. I says, well, Mark, do you have anything you would like for me to pray for? And listen to me, church. Mark began to share these words with me. Just because I was one, obedient, or one, because I heard the voice of God, and two, because I was obedient to what God had told me to do. Church, there are sometimes God will speak to you and tell you to do something, but because of inconvenience, Lord, I don't want to do that. And so Mark began to open his heart, and he says, you know, I've sat here for three or four days, and not one person has acknowledged me. He goes, but you're different. There's something about you. And Mark began to share this with me. He says, six months ago, I had lost my wife to breast cancer. He goes, I've lost everything. My kids don't own me anymore. I lost my wife six months ago to to breast cancer. And he even shared that he's a Marine. He served this country, but he has lost everything. And Mark began to cry. And I says, Mark, let me pray for you. And I asked him, I says, do you know Jesus? And Mark says, if that's what you have, that's what I want. And I led Mark to Christ that afternoon, church. I said, church, I led Mark to Christ that afternoon. And I told Mark, I said, Mark, If you don't remember anything I've said, if you don't remember anything I've said, remember these seven words. And I don't know who I'm speaking to this morning, but I believe God is wanting to echo those same words in this place. And I told Mark, remember these seven words. And I told him, there is a God that loves you. Church, I said, there is a God that loves you. And so Mark went on his way and, praise God, that was a soul won for the kingdom of God. And I got to my hotel room, and the Spirit convicted me. I mean, yes, I was obedient. Yes, I I went up to what, what God had told me to do. I went up to this man. But the first thing is, I didn't want to. And I checked myself. I checked my heart. And the Spirit convicted me, and I said, Lord, forgive me for for even having that type of attitude, not even wanting to do that. I think there's just at times when God calls us to do something or or something that uh, maybe even the pastor or the leaders ask us to do, we get that attitude automatically. 
But I pray this morning that we will learn as as Abraham's life, we read in in these scriptures that he was 115 years old when God had tested him. I can imagine 115. I'm only 30. And there are times when I'm already tired. But at 115, I think Abraham, I could imagine Abraham uh, being at 115, he could have made excuses. Lord, you want me to go up to that mountain? I can barely even walk. I'm 115. You know, if maybe Abraham was in in our days, you know, I just want to sit home and watch TV. I want to drink my coffee, eat my empanadas. I'm 115. But God tested Abraham. Proverbs 19, 21 says, Many plans are in a man's heart, but it's the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Let me say that one more time. Many plans are in our hearts, church, but it's his purpose. It's his plan that will prevail. Abraham heard the voice of God. We see there in verse 3 of chapter 22. So Abraham rose early in the morning and he saddled his donkey and took two of his young men with him and Isaac his son. And he split the wood for the burnt offering and arose went and went to the place of which God had told him. If you go down a little further to verse 5 through 8, you can picture that moment when Abraham at 115 years old and Isaac, can somebody tell me how old Isaac was? 15. And and, and I want you to picture this, where you have a father and a son, and, and, and Abraham and his son are going up to this mountain because God had told Abraham to do this. God was testing Abraham, and of course we know that Abraham is the father of what? Of the faith. So I I want you to picture this. Abraham's 115 and and Isaac is 15 years old. And and scriptures teaches us this morning that as they were going up to this mountain, what does Isaac do? He questions his father. And he goes, Father, behold the wood. We have the wood. And what does he ask Abraham? Abraham. Where's the burnt offering? Where's the lamb? And of course, Abraham being a man of faith, what does he say to his son? Well, God shall provide a sacrifice. And keep in mind, Isaac is 15 years old. He's, he's, not, a, a, he's not a little boy. He's a, he's, a, he's a teenager. How many teenagers do we have this morning? Amen. Sometimes I was a teenager and I thought I knew everything. Parents, amen. Isaac was 15. And his father Abraham says, the Lord shall provide us a sacrifice. So they go up to the mountain and and, and they arrive to where God had told them to go. And Abraham, scripture says, laid who on the altar? His son Isaac. Keep in mind, Isaac is 15 years old. I can put myself, or I can try to put myself in Isaac's shoes, and 
and I'm with my dad, and we're going up to a mountain, and, and, and I'm holding the wood, and I ask my dad, hey, dad, where's the sacrifice? I don't see anything. Uh, well, son, the Lord shall provide us something. And if my dad would have laid me on the altar on the wood, I think I would have said something at 15 years old. But, Ab- or by, but Isaac says, he doesn't say anything. At 15 years old, Isaac says nothing. But I believe Isaac said nothing because he knew who he was. I would think and I, and I would believe that Abraham and Sarah told Isaac, you are a promise from God. You are a miracle. You are a promise from God. And Isaac knew who he was in Christ. Church, do we know who we are in Christ? Do we know where we stand in Christ alone? Do we know that everything of this world can fall into place? Everything of this world one day will, will fall, but there is only one man. I said, church, there is only one man, and the man of Jesus Christ that we can stand on. And we see this this picture where, where Abraham's about to sacrifice Isaac. And Isaac is there laying on the wood at 15 years old. And at 115, this man by the name of Abraham is about to sacrifice his son. And of course, we read there where the angel of the Lord came to Abraham and said, Abraham, Abraham, do not sacrifice your son for now I know you fear God. For now I know that you fear God. Abraham was tested. But I believe when the angel of the Lord told that to Abraham, Abraham passed the test. Even to the point of killing, of sacrificing his own son. And we see uh, there in verse in verse. Um, Uh, Verse 13 and and 14, then Abraham raised his eyes and looked, behold, behind him a ram was caught in the thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the place of his son. Abraham called that place, that name of the place, the Lord will provide. I said the Lord will provide. Church, there are some times that God will tell us to do something, but because of fear, we, 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 don't, want it, we don't know what the outcome's going to be. Uh, an example within my personal life, two years ago, this coming August, August 13th, will be two years for me that I have stepped in full-time ministry. Simply meaning this, this is what I do. I, I travel, of course, I'm the, the youth director of our are a youth minister of our organization, but at the same time I travel as an evangelist. But I've had to take that step of faith because one day, it was one night that I heard the voice of God. 
And of course, me being human, me, my, my, my flesh, uh, my fleshly body, I had questions. I had concerns. I had doubts. I had fear, but I knew I serve a God that was faithful. Praise God. And by the grace of God, he has abundantly blessed not only my ministry, but financially he has blessed me and I continue to stand on his promise. And that was just one of, I believe, one of my tests that God had brought into my life. And there are so many tests that as, as human beings we go through. And we ask our questions, Lord, why is this happening to me? No one knows the hurt. No one knows the pain that I am going through. No one knows that I cry myself to sleep every night. No one knows everything that I am going through, but I can tell you one man that does, and that man is named Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, church. God tested Abraham. And God... I believe is calling us this morning just as he called Abraham. God is testing us this morning just as he tested Abraham. And simply this morning, church, I just want to encourage you that whatever test you are going through this morning, there is a God that loves you. Just like I told Mark that day, I said, Mark, there is a God that loves you. And because of those simple words, I believe his life was changed and his life had hope. And church, this morning, I just want to give you that same hope of a man by the name of Jesus. That over 2,000 years ago, he died on that cross for our sins. Over 2,000 years ago, he put those nails in his hands for you and I. And because of him, we have at this time, I'm going to ask the praise team.